Before we get going, I got to tell you about the special offer on GH2 Unfiltered. You can go to the website, gh2unfiltered.com. You might know that, you know, I don't have full liberty to say in a public forum exactly what I want. It's behind gh2unfiltered.com. And for a limited time only, if you are a new subscriber, I'll send you a copy of Maximize Your Medicare. I'll pay for postage. There's information about all sorts of different aspects of financial planning, from life insurance, annuities, healthcare reform, as well as individual health insurance, as retirement planning, you name it. All aspects, as I usually say, according to the podcast, as well as the YouTube channel, hashtag much more than Medicare. What do the NFL playoffs, daily fantasy, and financial planning have to do with one another? More than you might think. So I spent a great deal of time in trying to explain to you Byzantine rules seem like arcane rules and technical points about financial contracts as a whole, whether that be health insurance, Medicare being a subset, maximize your Medicare, there's my book available on amazon.com, other financial products as well, dental insurance, annuities, your investment portfolio. There's the entire set of things that I do, meaning putting them all together into a financial plan as a whole. Today, however, we change course. Because maybe you thought that I was just a technician on Medicare, for example. But the reality is, is Medicare is just one piece of a puzzle, a set of moving parts that can change through time. And as a result, you can understand that if you've watched my other podcasts or watched the other videos, you may see that I've been saying that these topics link together and you must understand certain principles. You can remember a Karate Kid video, right, about financial fluency, but where I'm talking about, hey, make sure that we understand the principles correctly. Now, the reality is, is that a lot of different exercises that look like gambling, look like gambling, or people mislabel as gambling, aren't really. But in fact, are you must start out with some basic idea of your, of your situation, a very good understanding of that, and understand what your objective is. And from those two points, you then match up what is your particular individual situation, and then fit the financial contracts to your particular lot in life, which will be different than your sister, your brother, your mother, your best friend. We're here on the eve of the most interesting week of the NFL season, which is the divisional playoff weekend. Two games Friday, sorry, Saturday, two games on Sunday, to decide who will play for the right to play in the Super Bowl in February. Anyway, if you go on ESPN or if you go to any sports website, it's almost inevitable 
you will see an advertisement for something called Daily Fantasy, otherwise known as DFS. And Daily Fantasy is run by two websites, largely known as DraftKings or FanDuel. I'm going to address these particular Daily Fantasy sites and how they're similar to financial planning and how they are very similar as far as the process and how different it is when you're just trying to dream it up at the coffee store, coffee shop, versus what actual professionals should be doing. Here on your screen is a very well-known daily fantasy contest. And you can see it here because it is a cost $20. It costs $20. And you can see that first price is $1 million. This is run every week as it will be doing this weekend. And you can see this particular contest pays a million dollars. And then beyond 43,350, you get zero. These people make their money back. They get 30 when they've paid 20 and the rest get zero. In other words, you can see here that out of 205,000 possible entries, that 43,000 will make money. That means the rest will not. So anyway, what you'll see here is that this is a particular payout structure. Now this is one set. This is the one that gets all the headlines, which is called tournament. And we will get to a summary of what these contests look like shortly. In addition to that, there is also something called 50-50s and double ups. And here, a very, very different kind of situation. And let's pull it up here and you can see it here. $25 is the cost. And the first 2000 places, they get the 25 turns into 50 and the rest get zero. So you can see, actually, there are two different, two different types of contests here. The cash flows are different. And now you can understand why in the Karate Kid video, I'm sitting there with, a, with some of the text saying, understand how the cash flows work. Follow the cash flows. Okay. So this is DraftKings and FanDuel's, you know, largely the same. They're going to be nuances on scoring, et cetera, et cetera. So the way the daily fantasy works is you get a budget and from there you try, try to fit your team inside a particular budget. So what you first have to do is understand the way that these contests actually work. Now, before we get too far into it, what we're going to do is going to swerve off here for the moment to talk about the average results because it's understandable that people believe that this to be pure gambling completely random etc but then when you actually look at their results which is revealed here on the DraftKings website average results distribution of entry fees and winnings well you can see it right here and all of a sudden the actual perception of what this actually is and what the reality is is very very different the top one percent win 43 percent of the of the prizes 41 percent over three months 42 percent over six months in other words pretty consistently across the board a huge percent go to only the one percent of DraftKings IDs now it also 
shows you some other information. And for example, this top 1%, they're used 18% of all the fees, all of the entries. What does that mean? That the only way that this works is that if this top 1% only played the most expensive contest or and and they have multiple entries per person. So again, we're going to get I'm going to show this to you as we go here, which is you can see what the professionals are doing, right? A million dollars is a lot of money, obviously. Right. And you can see the top 1% are winning most of the money. Not most, but the plurality of the money, the overwhelming plurality of the money go to the top 1%. And they're also entering much more than their 1% of all the fees. The only way to, to, to connect those two dots is what? They're either playing the highest, ex most expensive contest, and they're playing multiple lineups to fit the multiple possible scenarios because there's still the randomness of a sporting event. Last point here. If you're not convinced up to now, last point here. So th there's an entire cottage industry dealing with building daily fantasy lineups in different sports. And you can see in a good example here, rotogrinders.com here, and let's just go to the NFL homepage. So if we go to the NFL homepage here, you'll see in addition to you know, the Maximize Your Medicare channel and podcast, you'll see this one right here. And we'll just call it DFS OGs. Well, I told you that there was a million dollars per week. This person right here called Chop, right here, he's won a million dollars twice in two years, twice. Okay, not once, twice. So the idea that this is just pure, purely random is just cannot be the case. Just cannot be the case. So while there's randomness involved, a certain set of structures was used success, has been used successfully by a particular person in that instance. To get million dollars once is a once in a lifetime. To get it twice in a, twice in a row, year after year, you, the only possible conclusion is that there must be something different going on. Let's continue. So I've described to you the different types of contests. And you can see the Millionaire Maker and the Double Up. Okay. Millionaire Maker is called the Tournaments. And you could have seen from that list that I showed you that the payout was heavily weighted towards the top. And on the second type of contest, 50% win and the rest lose. So you can see what ends up happening as it goes to your lineup. So under Daily Fantasy, what happens is you, you choose what? You choose a quarterback. You choose two running backs, three wide receivers, a flex position, which is across anyone except for quarterback, and a, a tight end and a defensive team and special teams. Okay? And you have to all fit it within the budget. 
The point here is that because of the way the payout structure works, that affects the lineups. And on this website over here, which is the Daily Fantasy Podcast, you'll hear them talk. You'll hear the professionals talk. They do this for a living about the way that they're setting up the lineups differently based on the type of payout. Based on the type of payout, the different lineups get set. And let's just take a quick look at an example. So in the Millionaire Maker, because of the fact that it's so heavily weighted towards the top 1%, you're trying to get into the 1%. What does that imply about your solution, right? Given that that's the payout, you need to match your pieces, your pieces into a selection set that will match the payout. So what are they doing? They're looking for outliers, meaning third, third string running back who has a particular skill and is going to particularly match that scenario to do a once in a lifetime game. They're looking for correlations. What does that mean? Uh, quarterback to wide receiver combination. Or they're looking for particular games that they think are going to be very attractive. Shootouts, right? They're looking for a high-scoring game so that their lineup can outperform all the other contestants. You can see in 50-50, very, very different. Because of the fact that the payout is 50-50, 50% win, 50% lose, or only a subset doubles their money and the rest lose. They need to just beat the average person. So what do they want? Unlike the tournament where you're looking intentionally for outliers, here you don't want the outlier. So while you want the highest projection of anticipated points, you don't really want to be searching for a, you know, lightning in a bottle because lightning in the bottles don't always occur. So you can understand what you're trying to do. You're trying to get the highest average, right? Projected average when you know that you can accept that somebody's going to have a bad game or, you know, there's weather involved or something else. But you'll see that these, that what happens is that definitely affects the type of lineup that you will deploy. And from there, you can see the difference between the way the professionals are handling this and what I'm doing, which is an amateur spending one to three dollars a week. So you can see in professionals that what they're doing here, because of remember, I, could, I showed you that grid before. You can remember this over here, which is that 1% are 18% of the entry fees. The only possible conclusion is that since multiple scenarios exist, the professionals are making multiple lineups. Has to be. Second, since multiple scenarios exist and there's a two sets of games, let's just call it one o'clock game and four o'clock game, right? Let's just say, for example, a lineup did very well in this particular type of structure, did very, very well or poorly, that you may adjust during the day. And this is called late swap. 
So yes, you will hear that people are adjusted, so that the professionals are switching somebody in the four o'clock game that they may have chosen, but because of the way that things have worked out, because of the contest that they're involved in, they may make changes to their lineup even on a Sunday. That happens. Now, even from there, you can see what happened and you can see I did not put these in order. I should have put this one kind of, you know, after multiple lineups. Is that they're not, since they're not running one lineup only, they're running many. We already have the evidence that I showed you. So the idea that somebody's just putting in a single $20 entry to try to win a million dollars. Okay, that, that's what the recreational person does. That's not what the professionals are doing, right? They're running simulations and optimizers. And how do you know this? More evidence over here, which is back to rotorgrinders.com. And you'll see it under NFL. And you can see player projections, ownership. In other words, they're looking for combinations of players to fit in the budget and yet get the highest possible outcome from the information that they have before the event. Well, how is this different than in my Life's a Gamble video? The difference between that the way that Mr. Perfect would think about health insurance compared to the way that Jabba the Hutt would think about health insurance. Not that different, right? Mr. Perfect is never sick. Jabba the Hutt is 900 pounds, relying on 100 units of insulin a day. Health insurance costs the same because they're the same age and they live across the street from each other. The way they evaluate that contract, that particular slice of their financial planning lineup would be notably different. Ooh, this is important. So I, I, I'm going to stop. I split the clip here because I know that I've forgotten something and here it is. Because of the fact you've got Mr. Perfect and Jabba the Hutt with such different circumstance and, you know, thoughts about health insurance, it explains why the rest of this channel. It explains why I have to talk about annuity, life insurance, long-term care portfolio, financial planning. The idea that one party, some politician, some, some partisan special interest, you know, person comes out and tries to throw a blanket statement and say, this is junk. This is universally good. This is the way the world should work. All contract, that contract is universally bad. I, I reject all, almost all of it, all of it, because what is trash to Jabba the Hutt is treasure to Mr. Perfect and vice versa. And in the similar way here under this exercise, under this, you know, under this daily fantasy exercise, that player over there, the third string running back who happens to only do well in mud is may look like universally, universally bad unless millionaire maker in a tsunami. Now all of a sudden makes complete sense. Same thing for financial products. In the same way, here you can see it. 
because the payouts, the likely payouts is so different, it changes the lineup. And the professionals, they adjust. They adjust to the time. Compared to the what amateurs like me do, right? I'm turning it on just so that I can watch at, watch the Red Zone channel and yell at the TV, right? Single lineup, hand-built. <laughs> Compared to this to multiple lineups and then simulating. Right, so even me, I know what these, how they're looking at these different lineups and what the professionals are doing, and that tells you why I don't spend the $20. Right, because I already understand that, hey, this stuff stacked up against you, all these things against you that the professionals are doing, am I going to be able to compete as a single hand-built lineup? The answer is no. Therefore, I adjusted my accepted price accordingly, one to three dollars. Okay, so let's just go to an actual example because there's an additional twist. So we can go here and let's just build a lineup and I've done it here. And this is the three dollar contest and you'll see it. So this is the three dollar tournament. It's not the million dollar maker, millionaire maker. But you can see you can choose a quarterback and a running running backs, wide receivers, and fit in a fifty thousand dollars salary. So let's just say I take a quarterback and I use my filtering system that I discussed earlier. So we're looking for the highest scoring game and then possible correlations. So yes, in fact, that's what they end up doing. And then the professionals running bunches of simulations. So let's just take my simple example and let's just say that we think that Baltimore versus Buffalo is going to be the highest scoring game, a shootout, a possible shootout. Other people are going to say Cleveland versus Kansas City. Almost no one is choosing, uh, you know, the Rams versus Green Bay, for example, as far as the as a shootout goes. But let's just take one of these two and let's just call it Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens versus Josh Allen. Well, because we can remember, since I'm trying to get the highest score and yet get the outliers, what I'm trying to do, maybe I'm going to choose Josh Allen. Well, who's Josh Allen going to throw to? Well, let's just go to wide receivers. And of course, for, for people who follow the NFL, it'll most likely, most likely be, where are we? Stefan Dix. So now you can see, for example, though, they've been assigned a particular salary. We're going to have to fit all the other players within 35, the remaining salary. It's not clear. We're going to have to make tough choices. We're going to have to make tough choices with a, with a given budget. How is this different than financial planning? You see what I'm saying here in Stefan Diggs. So now we've got this other issue. Because you can see that this is, you know, kind of intuitive in the sense that any fan of the NFL that have watched the Buffalo Bills understand that Josh Allen wants to throw to Stefan Diggs. He's the, you know, leading receiver on the team. However, if you look over here, what ends up happening is a slightly is, is kind of a conflict. Because what you, you can have is 